Welcome to Nil. My name is Quentin Irie. And I'm James King. And this is an exercise in living thoughtful and thoroughly examined lives. It starts each episode when one of us brings a topic from our lives that the other has not yet heard. And we explore that event or feeling or idea or... Pe- <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. <clears throat> you've had you've had time to practice this. I have not had time to to workshop this here. Hold on. Okay. It starts it starts each episode when one of us brings a topic from our lives that the other has not yet heard, and we explore that event or feeling or idea or plan or passion or really any subject from our lives that deserves intentional reflection. Then it's all you. You can listen, engage, help us with our lives, and if you choose, embark on this journey with us and dare to live thoughtfully in our community of like-minded people. Sick. All right, James, what's going on? What Hit hit us with that, uh, that slick intro. This is the part you should be comfortable with, oh, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I might, so I'm introing. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, I watched, as always. I watched, uh, I watched Blade Runner this week. For the first time? Yeah, the original one. Dude. It's pretty good, dude. Man. What a trip! What did you think? It was, it was okay. Like I, I don't know if it's because like the, the whole pandemic thing going on. I've been trying to watch like lighter-hearted stuff, so I've been trying to watch like more psych and things like that. But it was pretty good. I Blade mean, Runner is not that. I no, it definitely is not. It's 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 uh it's good though. I mean, I I like the the probably the the part that stood out to me most was like the um the it was so well shot and well the set design was so incredible for a movie mm. at that time. So like for me, yeah. the special effects and everything, and the just the the aesthetic, I guess for lack of a better word, was just truly incredible. The colors, everything, were just really cool. Yes. Um, but yeah, no, I thought it was pretty good. I, I don't know if it was, I know you really like it. I don't know if I like it as much as you, but I I definitely, I mean, it's a, it's a well made movie, so I won't say like it's not good. <laughs> I, I definitely understand like it's well critically acclaimed. I don't know if it's like one of my favorites, but like as far as the production value goes. Yeah, truly, truly amazing for sure. I mean, as long as you respect it, I I won't get too mad. Oh yeah, at you, no, I'm not one of those yeah, people. Is I, I had someone the other someone the other day like talked about how, like Dark Knight sucks or something like that. I was like, I, I it can not be your movie, but you can't say it sucks. Like it's definitely like objectively <laughs> a good film, but um, and I understand that about Blade Runner. I know it's a good movie, and I, I understand it's well made. But like I don't know, I guess the storyline or like something for me is just not not quite as as much my style, but like. From again, from a production standpoint, like I definitely enjoyed watching that. Have you seen Twenty Forty Nine? No, I haven't. I haven't yet. Have not. Seen so that. my one of my favorite cinematic experiences is watching all back to back, doing Blade Runner, and then the three short films that take place in between the two movies, and then doing Twenty Forty Nine all in one go. Nice. It's so good. What are the short? What are the short films? They made them in the lead up to 2049 because 2049 there's a there's a bit of history between the two movies. Yeah, okay. So it just kind of is like here's some important events that happen that you should be aware of type of stuff. Well, do you remember uh last week? It was like a pat last week. I I'm turning into you forgetting that we're a monthly show. <laughs> last episode. Do you remember last episode? It was more of a passing moment. Mm-hmm. But do you recall when I made fun of my unnamed friend for using the word demonstrable? I do, yes. Okay, so I really didn't even. But then that friend listened to the episode, and I didn't even realize that he was really keeping up with what we were doing. But he listened to it, so he messages me out of nowhere. First he sends me a message about something unrelated, and then I'm going to I'm going to pull it up because it was actually it was a, it was a pretty good line. Didn't realize that this guy really listened to the show or, or at least kept up with that. I know he listened to a few episodes. Right. But then we were we were messaging about something else. And so he replied to that. And then after that, he said, next time you call me out, 
call me out by name, you demonstrable coward. <laughs> and I had totally forgotten that that was even a moment in the last episode. So I was just like, what? What, are you talking about? <laughs> what the heck are you talking about? So he explained. And oh, so now great. we're doing that. We're calling him out by name because I am not a coward demonstrably or otherwise. First of all, we're calling out by name James L. Hamrick of <laughs> Franchise Fatigue Podcast. And I think we need to get a little a little blood feud going, a little Hatfields and McCoys Heck situation. Yeah. We're, we're doxing you know? this guy. Like, let's yeah, go. Absolutely. Let's go to war. Let's, let's put his home right address here, out. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> Before he can put ours out. You know, we we have yet to see. I mean, we need to see how they reply first, obviously. Fair enough. And see how fast you want to ask on, this. Be on board with that. Yeah. I, I think we should initiate it. Consider them called out. By extension, of course, we're calling out Gabriel Green because they're associated. And blood feuds have no logic. So it doesn't matter who you are. Are we worried about, like, you know, even if they did say something about us on our podcast, if there would be enough people to, to you know, do anything to us? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, you might, you raise a valid point. We're really getting into a valid it now. point. I actually don't know. Anything. I actually don't know anything about the them or the podcast. So I'm just, I'm just, uh, I'm just slinging mud for the sake of slinging no, no, mud. No, 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 no. Don't caveat. Don't caveat. <laughs> this is war. Oh my gosh. <laughs> anyway, we'll see. We'll see what uh, what happens in that. What they reply with. But lest I be accused of being a demonstrable coward, consider you, James Hamrick, that is right, and franchise fatigue the podcast called out. It's war. Exactly what that means is to be determined, <laughs> but war it is. That's all I know. War it is nonetheless. <laughs> We're ready for you. But speaking of roasting people... And now, a jingle composed almost entirely of clips from the show. I'm hungry. Do we have anything? Do you, do you have you saved up any material for oh, Roast Austin? You know, Austin? I didn't have a chance to. I, I wasn't able to get on Twitter before before we uh, started the podcast. Oh my goodness! I'm disappointed in the in the amount of episodes it's taking to 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 get him to, to notice, yeah. man. <laughs> the Jeez. the quality of his friendship is really coming into question. I know, here. I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, and then I noticed the day like because I'll, I'll periodically send memes to friends, you know, on like Instagram, and like I went through to Austin's and I, and I had sent him like ten in a row, with, and he had not responded to any of them. I was like, oh, okay, that's Dang. how it's gonna be. Maybe that's what we'll do. That's we'll roast. I'll be. roast Austin's friendship this week publicly. That'll be the roasts. <laughs> Don't be the person who doesn't respond to your friends' memes. It just takes it takes less than a second to drop that double tap. Yeah, do it. Just give a little heart. Yeah, give, give a little heart. It gets you a little something. Otherwise, I don't. I don't know if you know. It's the quality of the memes, or it's you just don't care anymore. So, <laughs> is this a reflection of our friendship yeah. or of the quality of my memes? Exactly. I may never know. We'll let that. We'll let that be sufficient. I think that's sufficient enough for the roast for Austin this week. Cool. Well, it's your topic, my friend. Bring us in. Fuck. I just poked myself in the eye. Yeah, man. I mean, so I rented a house, or I guess owned a house, sort of. You know, in, a, in, in as much sense as you can own a house by renting it um, this last <laughs> semester. You you really should have just stuck with, I rented a house. It, all of the everything else you said after that would just made it more confusing. <laughs> How did it make it more confusing? I'm just saying, like, I didn't, I, I mean, I, you own it in the sense, like, you're, it's yours, but because you're paying to stay in it. But, I mean, you're not, you don't technically own the house. You own it in all except the ways in which 
you definitely don't own it. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's see, that's that's how I should have said it. If only if only there was a word for when you live in a place that you don't technically own, but you do pay to live there. What word could we invent that would signify that relationship with the property? All right, all right, borrow. <laughs> Is it not borrow? Um, no, it's rent. I, I know. It's rent. But so no, you don't. Yeah. But I don't know. Rent signify. I don't know. Rent just doesn't seem like the right word. But anyway, whatever. So we we. It's exactly the right we word. We borrowed this house from this guy <laughs> at our at the local church. That just sounds like you're squatting. <laughs> Technically, they can't kick look. You we out. borrowed it. <laughs> but so oh, rented boy. a rented a house from this man, really nice older guy at the local church there in Bowie's Creek, where I am going to school for the past four or five months or so, something like that. So got to experience what it was like to be a homeowner, which was super interesting. It's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of different for me, like in my life. Cause I'm, you know, I'm at the age where I'm not, I mean, I'm out, I am like out of college range, barely at 23. So like technically I would have already graduated in the real world. In fact, it was funny the other day when we were actually, actually wasn't the other day, a couple months ago when we were actually in class and some of the kids at my table found out that I was, 23 i don't even know how to talk to you anymore this is weird you're like you're so much <laughs> older it's like I'm, I'm really not i'm like a senior basically but it's um it is interesting how like certain so certain periods in your life you put on you feel like you put more years on i think it was it might have been who was talking about that the other day it was uh it might have been cody co actually it's talking about like between like 23 and 26 like that gap you put on you put on so many more years in terms of like experience that people Mm. that are like in their late teens early 20s seem so much younger and i don't think i've gotten to that point yet but i I guess i'm getting closer Uh, as 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 evidenced by that conversation with with the campbell kids yeah i mean you do a lot of growing up in those in those years there's definitely a lot right a lot to learn i mean and i'm not even like trying to say like oh i'm so much more mature like i even i even remember you know at my age being 18 19 like that person in my mind seems so much younger and like so inexperienced, mm-hmm. you know, even my just thinking about myself. So I'm not just like saying that about other people. But anyway, um, yeah, so it's but it's interesting because like kind of being out on my own for the first time, because, you know, I stayed home with everything that happened um, to kind of, you know, be an anchor here. So and without kind of overselling that whole situation, you know, needed to be here. So I kind of just went to local community college, did that for a couple of years and never really got the chance to be completely, you know, out on my own. And like, not even going to somewhere like UT where I would still be sort of at home because I'd be, you know, 30 minutes from my mm-hmm. house, but going 1300 miles away, it was really interesting to actually be for the first time completely on my own. So, and owning a house, I think is part of that. And I think I learned a lot this last semester in terms of what it is really like in terms of, you know, I guess being, being your own person, being completely responsible for, what you do and who you are and reevaluating a lot of your own personal values and beliefs. It's, it's, int- it's really, it's really interesting how it, it kind of, how it kind of does that. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that that makes a lot of sense and it's, it's unique because I think in a lot of ways you had a lot of responsibility before this point, before moving out and doing all that, like you said, sure. I mean, without getting into why it was necessary, you had to be at the house. You were the man of the house. You had to, you had to provide in a lot of ways and be present and and kind of be that anchor. Right. And so it's not like you were you were living without any responsibility, but this step and you know renting a, a home and 
being responsible for work and, and school and all this other stuff, I think in a lot of ways increased from what, if I'm understanding what you're saying correctly, right. increased the personal responsibility, right? Like you were kind of used to being responsible for other people, but it's more internal now. It's kind of a self-discovery type of thing. Well, because I live there with two other guys and we're all, you know, we all pay our own rent. We all have our own stream of income. It's not like, you know, and I guess I feel some responsibility for those guys, you know, but um, in, in the way that we all do like that camaraderie, but it's not like they're my younger siblings or something. So it, it's, it definitely is a shift in responsibility. I don't know if it's necessarily an increase. It's just a different type of responsibility now. And it's one that I'm like, oh, okay, now I need to think about just myself here and how, how I'm going to get, how I'm going to do this and make this ends meet and, be responsible for my own, you know, my own schedule and, and all that. It's not relying on anyone else. It's a lot to keep up with, you know? Yeah, there's a lot of moving parts for sure. Yeah, I, I, mean, I mean, you're right that I have experienced a similar, because I mean, did we, I moved out before you did, right? By a little bit? I think you did, I want to say, because you were, how old were you? When yeah, you, you did, because you came up and visited a couple times. Yeah, so like I moved out a little bit before you did and left kind of the, the same area where we're both from, right. the Austin area. Uh, so there's a lot of similarities in that, I would say. The the way that I experienced it was probably different in the in the way where you're talking about of like you're going and you're you're very much an individual, I think, in a in a way that you weren't necessarily before, even living with roommates and doing that, you know, at the end of the day, those roommates are gonna they they have their own families yeah. to fall back on right. and, and go back to that's completely independent and separate from you. Right. So when I moved out since it was spurred on by marriage. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty and different not, scenario. Yeah, and not school. The like figuring that out, figuring out the new family dynamic, it, it felt a lot to me like trading one responsibility for the other. Sure. So, you know, leaving the family that I was raised with and kind of creating this new one and and learning what that meant and what that was like and having the responsibility of, you know, we, we spent six weeks, five weeks, something like that, honeymooning, just boondocking around the country. We didn't have like any money. So we would, we did a budget budget camping trip all around the continent basically but then you know the closer we get to being home we're like oh we need to like like where are we gonna live like yeah right what slightly important what am i gonna do for money what what kind of expenses do we need to expect all that stuff right we got married at june 30th of 2018 the entirety of 2018 that we were married was not super significant we made barely any money during that period but then come to august like tenth or something, honeymooning and not trying not to think about the responsibilities to come. The looming, resp and looming then, responsibilities. Yeah, exactly. And then from August to December, I was freelancing and writing and trying to just make anything happen. And we were eating a lot of rice and beans, Ooh, yeah. and there was like no no money coming in whatsoever. We we had some bills that we had to take care of, but it was it was the kind of thing where like the money would come in, and then the next day the bills were due. It was the whole month to be like, I have no idea how this is going to be paid for. And then something would happen at the last second and we would have the money and it would, then it would all disappear the next day and we would restart that process. And that, that was, uh, that was, that was special. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like you probably learned a lot about, you know, you have a lot, a lot of self-actualization though, even in that process, even though, I mean, it's not just all about you. And I feel like you, you probably learned about yourself in a different way in that sense, you know, having to kind of figure out this new dynamic and how, how it works like that. 
definitely is obviously something I've not experienced yet, but I can imagine it would be it would be very different from what you're used to. Yeah, who you are in relationship to other people and in, in in this new dynamic. And I mean, we we were able to get through that period and and continue to to get better. I think it was over New Year's break because I I tend to and so far I've been able to take the last two years the last two years, the last two weeks of every year off yeah. of work. And that's pretty much my my vacation for the year. That I had been able to do that that year mostly because there was not a ton of work like at all. So it wasn't hard to take off when there's not anything to do. And over that break, I got a call from a company that wanted to interview me. And that was a big deal. And so when I got back into town after after being gone for that two weeks for vacation, I did the interview. It went well. I got hired. And then I started that job in February. And I've been working consistently ever since. That was February 2019. But I mean, that that first company that I got hired by is also one of our first episodes about how terrible that experience was. And it was awful. <laughs> but I've been fortunate enough to, to be working continuously ever since then. And, you know, we've kind of come into our own. We're at a place now where, you know, we're not one percenters. We're not even middle class. We're very much <laughs> bottom of the barrel, economically speaking. Mm. But we we have enough to live and live pretty much comfortably. Yeah. And going from nothing to that in and of itself, like we still have, a, you know, a heck of a journey ahead of us if we want to accomplish things we want to accomplish. But even just getting to this point, it has been really life-changing you know it's it's uh there's a like you said there's a lot of development that happens in these in these parts of our lives where we're kind of taking on things for the first time just in the last year i feel like i'm unrecognizable from from who i was when all this started you know and now the boys do a speed round segment over essential skills from the art of manliness.com the true arbiter of masculinity so day one develop a self-reliant mentality yes or no um, I would say yes. Yeah, I would too. I mean, I, that's kind of required probably to, to even leave in the first place. Okay, how to do laundry. I can do laundry. Interestingly, I did more laundry before moving out than I have since. Did you really? I used to do my own laundry all the time when I was living at home. That's so funny. And now usually my wife does it. That's so yeah. weird. No, it's it's the exact so. opposite for me because I had, I mean, I never asked my mom. <laughs> I never asked my mom or sisters to do it, but like I would come back and somehow it would be done. And I was like, oh, okay. So that's what happened there. So, but I did, I did finally make my mom teach me because I was like, I need to know this. And it definitely has been much more laundry now being out of my own because obviously my roommates are not going to do that for me. And I don't blame them because I wouldn't do theirs for them. So uh, let's see, day three, um, how to open and manage a checking account. Yes, okay. did that. I cannot do that. I, I have a savings account. Really? I don't, I don't, I know I should know how to do this. I, I know like the basics of writing a check, but I don't, if you put like a blank check in front of me, I don't know that I would be able to figure it all out in terms of like, wow. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm just being hundred percent. So I almost here. never have to deal with a check. I don't either. That's why I don't know. I've had to do it like twice. Yeah. No one, no one uses checks anymore, but I mean, I, for all but one of my jobs are direct deposit and the one that's not, you know, I cash that check. And the first thing I, one of the first things I did when I moved out, I had a bank account that my parents had set up for me. And partially because I just, I feel like it was kind of a mental thing of just like, I'm making my own thing. And partially because I, I thought there were probably better options out there. I started doing research the first thing, or not the first thing, but one of the first things uh, was doing research for what I wanted to do, where I wanted to open an account. And 
that that was one of the very first things I do was opening my own Look at you, man. checking account and savings account at an entirely new bank, get all my funds moved over Jeez. and start with that. Look how proactive you were. I see the thing is I don't know like the ins and outs of it, but I, I know if I went to the bank as a customer and was like handing hey, to open an account, like I would be walked through that process. So I guess that's why I didn't really Yeah, it's it's not that hard. Let's see. Day four keep a regular grooming and hygiene routine. I guess no, probably yes. not. <laughs> I mean, I obviously <laughs> the bare minimum for me is I put on deodorant and I wash my and I'll shower at least every other day, if not every day. That's pretty much my hygiene routine. I don't have time to do anything else. I'm a college student, man. <laughs> but I make sure I don't smell bad. Oh I'll my goodness, that. that's my that's my hygiene. I try. Routine. I mean, the thing is, like presentation, I think is important. Presentation. Probably less so in like a day to day classroom setting. Well, especially online. But for me, yeah. working and like meeting with clients and all sure. that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, back uh, at the Capitol. I tried to. I had my routine down to 30 minutes. I had to get out the door. So, you know, that was. Yep, full, there you go. From that's, nothing to full that's, about probably, that's about probably what it takes me 15 to 30. And I got more I'm hair than door. you. So it takes the extra extra 10 minutes you know these days we probably have about the same amount my hair's growing out man. really we'll have to we'll have to see yeah oh there's no one to cut it i know well i mean you cut it yourself i guess that's true and i do have the stuff to do it but i don't really want can we to get some content here we can both shave our heads <laughs> yeah there you go. let's see all right we got to speed up this we got to speed this up we're gonna be here a while this is um day five uh, this is another subjective one how many of these are there supposed 31. to be 31 we're only we're only six. Thirty one. Okay, yeah. So um, create a weekly attack plan. It's like a schedule, I guess. Um, I'm okay at that. I'm not great at that. I'll just be completely honest. I don't know. It depends on how it's defined. Like I I know what I need to accomplish each week. I'm more of a day by day guy usually. Yeah. Um, but like I do have an idea of what I need to do throughout the week. So if that counts, then yes. Sure. Okay. Probably not, but sure. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> day day six. How to ace a job interview. I have been hired after every job interview I've ever had, Fair so enough. I'm going to say yes. Okay, I've been I've been hired close to that amount. Um, let's see how to make a bed. Yes, I obviously know how. Do I do it all the time? No. I can not only can I make a bed, I can make a bed military style with the hospital corners and all. Oh jeez, no, I cannot do that, Mr. Civil Air Patrol over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bounce a quarter off man. it. They would exactly. They they'd get very pissy if you were not making that bed right. Day eight, living with roommates. Yes, obviously, because I've done it. Does a wife and a baby count? I feel like yeah, count. In, a, in a in a general sense, I guess. Yes, they are <laughs> <laughs> roommates with familial ties. Um, let's see. Day nine, managing your online reputation. Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I think I have a good online reputation. If posting once every three months is managing your online reputation, yes. <laughs> see, that's the weird thing is I post. Who would have thought when we were in high school? That we would get to this point, and I would be the person posting significantly more than you. <laughs> That's true. That's a really good point. <laughs> I'm posting stuff at least once a day. That's some serious Once every weekday. Though. Yeah, that's that's crazy. You would have made fun of me. I mean, in fairness to me, I have to do it for work. But still. Uh, day 10, how to tie the half Windsor necktie knot. I don't know if I can tie a half Windsor. I know I can tie whatever... I, I tie whatever knot looks good, but I don't know what the names are. I can tie Windsor. That's my default knot, so yes. Like for me... You know, being taller, thinner, like the big knots don't look as good for me normally. Yeah. Um, day 11, understand credit. Not until I took financial accounting last semester. I'll be not completely honest. Like I understand a general sense of what it was. <laughs> I really grasp the concept now after that class. Yeah, I, I'm probably where you were before. Like I have the general sense of right. it. I don't thus far. 
I have not used it much. Yeah. I actually I say much, not at all. I have no I've never used a credit card. I have zero debt for anything. Nice. I've always paid in cash basically. So you build your credit score that way though, man. I know. Well, that's that's partially just down to kind of how I was raised to deal with that stuff, Same. you know, going through like the Gordon Ramsay classes and oh, all yeah. that. So <laughs> there's that, but what's going on in your mind, you? What is it then? Can't keep up. What did Gordon I say? Gordon Ramsay taught you finance. <laughs> I would honestly, I would yeah, go to that Gordon class. Gordon Ramsay taught Absolutely. me finance. I would, I would, I would, <laughs> I would too. Clearly. So going through that, that kind of settled me into that habit. But I know that going forward, for some of the business stuff I want to do, and uh, even just personally, like I want to build a house here in the next couple of years. So there's going to be some some requirements in terms of uh, in terms of loans and, and other stuff. So that'll be something I become more familiar with. But right now I just kinda have the bare necessities in that. Right. Sense. Yeah, it makes sense you wouldn't you wouldn't really have you've really been in a situation to have to deal with that. Um let's see, which is good. Day twelve, what to do if you get in a car accident. Yes, I haven't really been in a I haven't never been in a collision. So I haven't really had to talk to anyone. Any car accidents I've been in have been with inanimate objects. <laughs> I have been run off the road and I've been rear-ended. Um, when I was run off the road, that person, the person who ran me off the road just drove away. So there was nothing to do there except for just get my car fixed. And it was a, it was a gnarly, gnarly, it like bent the tire in at like a 45 degree angle because I hit a curb. Which car was yeah. this in? This was, this was the Honda. This was Betsy. I still sitting in my driveway. I need to sell that thing. Yeah, it was like right after I, cause I it was it was like the week after I bought it from you. I bought it for the listeners. I bought my first car from James for like practically nothing. It was great. Also, <laughs> one of the reasons I'm not in debt because I buy cars for cash from my friends. It's great. Yeah, absolutely. Anything I can do. But like the week, it was the first time that I drove to work with that car. I was coming back home, and someone ran a red light, so I had to swerve to to avoid them, and it was a big swerve too, cause I was like dead on for him and i managed to avoid them but in the process i did a 180 and my <laughs> rear tire on the i want to say it's on the passenger side right. hit a curb and bent in at a 45 degree angle that's fantastic so i had to get it towed and right after i had bought this car on the cheap i had to pay like double what i what i had paid for it to get it fixed right. yeah, i was gonna say yeah that's not hard to do so with dumb. the price we were at so you probably heck, yeah after no, a couple tanks real. of gas probably paid more than you paid for the car <laughs> let's see um day 13 how to network that's pretty generic i obviously know know how from yes. my job at the capitol i think you do too yeah i've had to do a lot of business networking and do you think you can survive as a creative without networking come on day 14 establish a simple cleaning routine and stick to it not really i mean i make sure like there's a ton of dishes in the sink and my laundry is not stacking up but like i don't have like a, a rigorous schedule so this is one that's similar to the laundry thing for me i did a lot of cleaning um well a lot of cleaning is is uh probably an exaggeration i did a minimum a minimal amount of cleaning <laughs> when i lived at the at the house with my parents but now that i'm here by and large a lot of that stuff is taken care of by my wife because she's home when i'm not um pretty much all the time and so that most of that stuff is handled, but when it's not, then I'll step in and, and handle stuff. And I keep all of my own areas tidy. My workstation is important to me to keep it tidy. It just makes me more productive, I feel like. Definitely important to keep and the bathroom clean. I keep the car clean. Let's see. Day 15, how to change a flat tire. Yes. 
Yes. Uh, day 16, create a budget. Yes. Do I stick to it? No, but I know how. <laughs> I do create I, – I created a budget for the 2019 financial year that I did not use a ton, mostly because we were almost entirely hand-to-mouth. We were taking in a little bit extra, right. but not at. enough that I had much to do anything with. But the, going into this year, we actually have a good amount coming in, so I'm – it going to be going through the process in the next week or so of creating a budget and uh, being responsible with those funds. I feel like any budget that's been created in the past couple months is pr- pretty much out the window as far as like that's true. No one, no one saw this coming. <laughs> uh, okay, we're halfway through. Yeah. Got to stop with those long answers, man. You, you're you're sound like Michael Caine in the the Wired Autocomplete interview. <laughs> the restaurant was a massive success, but but Peter it ended. He 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 killed himself trying to murder his wife. Well, well, I asked a simple question. What is language? Did you watch that? He's like, he keeps. No, I haven't seen it, but I know Michael Caine. I can imagine. So great. He just he keeps going off on like these ten. They're both just like it's like Morgan Freeman. I forget the other guy, but they're like, oh my gosh. Look, I know you called it a speed round, but if it's gonna be interesting, I feel like it's better with commentary. Yeah, but not. But there's throw some stuff in there. Let me see here. Okay, so for day seventeen, it's. Essential etiquette, but I want to see what they mean by that. So I'm going to go to the actual chapter. I was going to say, I have no idea what that means. Good manners are not stiff, formal, or awkward. Sure. Uh, forgetting yourself and concentrating on others. Catering your behavior to the crowd in the event you find yourself. Practice. Cultivating an inner sense of character. Um, good manners are not ostentatious. Good manners give you confidence. Add texture. What's like a list, though? How to debate. Politics. Yes, both of us. How to do a conversation. How to avoid conversation. Narcissism. How to listen effectively, how to write a letter, sympathy note, a thank you note, how to write an email that will get a response. This is a very long list. How to be the perfect house guest. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know about perfect. Ooh. I'm a pretty good house guest. I don't know about perfect. Okay, we'll say we'll say close on that one. Day 18, renting your first apartment. I rented a house. I think that counts. What about you? And I live in an apartment. So you're Boom, good. done. So you, you met the you met it. You met the standard. Um, I did Day it. 19, fix the running toilet. Well, it depends on what's broken, but probably. I think I have yet to run into a running toilet that I couldn't fix. Yes, that's yeah. true. I don't, unless it's below the floor. I'm not saying that it won't happen. I'm just saying it hasn't happened yet. It hasn't yet. happened yet, sure. If, if it can be fixed by not a professional, then I could, I'll be able to figure it out. Uh, day 20, maintaining your car. I don't know what that means. Take, taking it for oil changes and stuff, I guess. Sure. Oil change, being aware of it enough that you know when it's sounding funny or it's not running right. right. New tires. Um, I mean, heck, when I, when I had Betsy speaking of, I, I had a lot more time on my hands than I do now. So when something was broken, I would just fix it myself. Yeah. Buy the parts, get it done. I would too, but um, the Fusion has like this whole plate on it with like 14 screws that have some sort of weird bolt that I can't get off. So I just take it in. It's faster. Uh, know your way around a kitchen. D- again, depends on the kitchen, but sure. Yes. Day 22, how to make small talk. I, sure. I can, but I don't like it. I don't like it. You're, you're a true introvert. You don't want to do the small talk. I don't mind conversation or being social. I just don't like small talk. Yeah, no, I got you. Like irrelevant stuff. Day 23, how to iron a dress shirt. Yes. Yes. We both learned that in high school. Yeah, I know, right? How to be a savvy consumer. Yeah, I guess. In terms of like finding like deals and make sure you're not buying something stupid. Uh, yeah, sure. Yes, for sure. Uh, oh, here's a good one. Establish an exercise routine. Yes. Yeah, I know how to establish it. <laughs> <laughs> Maintain it. That's, that's, that's freaking hard. Right. Uh, day 26 is 16 maxims for being a reliable man. I'm not going to go through all those. 
I would say we're both pretty reliable. Um, <laughs> for you. Day 27, how to shop for groceries. Yes. Do I like it? No. Yes, but I don't like yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. That's an important thing. A lot of a few of these now have been like, yes, I can. Right. <laughs> yeah. But no, I don't want to. It. Day 28 had a jump start a car. Yes, just did it yesterday actually. Yes. Uh day 29 had to iron your trousers. I don't know what that means. Jean pants? Yes. Yeah, not jeans. Why would you iron jeans? I don't, you got to you got to you don't you you, you got to pleat them, man. You got to put a little the, the starch <laughs> down the middle. Or you got to make them the dress jeans. It's a southern thing. It's a southern thing. I wouldn't expect it. Oh my gosh. Uh, day oh my thirty gosh. had to manage stress. No, it's constantly yes. out of control. Day thirty-one. <laughs> You're a freaking madman. I thought there were only thirty of these. Calm down, just one more. Oh, okay. A place for everything and everything in its place. That gives me flashbacks. Definitely not. I know where everything is. So yeah. So yeah. Yes. In a, in a sense, yes, but not in the sense that people would think it's rigidly organized. Do I know where you know? the 16 millimeter socket wrenches yes is it in the place it's probably supposed to be if someone else was looking for it no i definitely fall hard yes on this one i i love organization i like that every, when everything has its place and i know where that is and it all makes sense and it's organized efficiently that's how i am my wife on the other hand is not like that at all all right well that's 31 life skills i think we did pretty good on that i think we did i think we did pretty well i as far as i as far as i know i kept tally marks it looks like i went 31 for 31 on that so i feel nice good. nice yeah it's it's one of those things like that's probably pretty important for someone that is not ever been out on their own i think for us we kind of just learned that by our upbringing or by the process of doing just you know just doing it like not reading the book but i would say that i would say that all those skills there are important and like if you're an 18 year old freshman and you haven't moved out before so it definitely would be worth the read i think for like for us i don't know how much yeah. we get out of that but well i think the the important thing is just to like be adaptable be ready to learn like a lot of that stuff neither one of us sought out necessarily to learn it was we came across a situation where it was necessary to learn that and we did it I talk to a lot of people, whether they be younger siblings or just uh, younger guys who are who are figuring stuff out for the first time, and they'll they'll constantly be like calling and asking questions, or or especially with younger siblings, like, hey, please fix this, please do that. And there, I remember there was one time I was talking to my younger brother, and I was like, there was some, it was wasn't anything significant. It was like a problem with the TV, and he's like, oh, please fix it. You know how to fix it. And I was like, look, man, here's the thing. I don't know how to fix it. Like when you come to me with all these problems, I'm not immediately <laughs> like, "Oh, I am the TV expert. Right. I know what exactly the I'm problem is." I'm just going to run through a process. Of trial I just and go error. in. Yeah. Exactly. I just go and figure it out. Right. You can do that too. I'm not doing anything you're not capable of here. And so, like, and I think that's important is because there's an idea in a lot of, especially younger guys' heads, that you know, more experienced people they just know this. I was like, no, you just right. have to be willing to be adaptable. Be ready to to take on whatever comes your way and figure it out, and that's how you learn. I these saw things. something the other day it was like talking about being an adult, basically just googling all the questions you have for different stuff. And I was like, that's just really honestly true. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I grew up obviously thinking my dad knew everything, and and then you grow up and you realize they're they're your parents are a lot like you in the sense that they're just you know they're just learning as they go too. You know, they have more life experience, so like sure they may know things from doing them, but in terms of like the the process i guess that you apply is important to when you don't know how to do something but like as far as as far as For actually sure. knowing a lot of this stuff goes it really is just a matter of googling it or looking it up or asking someone else a lot of times so that's really all it is so we kind of got all over the place on that subject but it started with you renting a house kind of becoming an adult for the first time we talked a little bit about my experience and kind of how i came to be where i am right now it, it seems like 
in terms of our various trajectories, like I said, I, I'm kind of in a place right now where I've been working consistently for the last year. I, I feel pretty good about where I am. You know, we're not we're not well off by any means, but we're in a place where we can start to invest and and try to kind of build ourselves a, a livelihood yeah. and a career out of what we have right now. So that's good. But it seems like you're a little bit earlier on in that process. Like you're well, not married. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's that. I'm talking more like purely on the logistical side of things. Like you, you know, you're still kind of doing whatever you can for work in order to get through school and then figure out the whole career thing and kind of go from there. And, you know, our paths in that way, I think it's interesting the ways in which they're they're different because of how differently we started off. I don't know that they'll ever be a, a clear like, oh, we're both heading for the same North Star type of thing. Right. Our paths will always look pretty significantly different because of the different ways we kick them off. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think it's kind of interesting to see, you know, starting from that trajectory, I guess, in high school and then kind of where we're at now, which is, yeah, very different because I'm a lot of the stuff that you're talking about doing is stuff that's not even on my on my radar really yet. So. You know, it is interesting. It is really interesting. And I don't even know, you know, yeah. here I got one more year of college and then hopefully do my master's, you know, my MBA when I get out of there and, and roll from there. But yeah, a lot of, a lot of my, my whole goals have changed too, in terms of what I thought I would be doing at this age, if you'd asked me five years ago, you know, absolutely crazy. And I think that's another important part of this whole thing is, and I, this, this might be a good kind of focal point. We, we tend to chalk things up to moments or skills and in a lot of that stuff, like what we're talking about here with the the list of, of skills, you know, you and I are pretty much one-to-one -one on that. We have a lot of the same skills that we learned in similar ways. You talk about that it's your first time renting a house. Yeah. I'm renting an apartment. Like we're, we're hitting a lot of those same things that people chalk up to be these major milestones. Sure. And we're like, oh, that's a big deal. But I think what's interesting about comparing our lives is the way that you and I reach those things are so vastly different. And I think it shows that even for us, two people who are relatively similar, right. like there's a lot of room for innovation and, and just making, making this process your own. You may hit the same beats, you may hit the same milestones, right. but what happens in between those things and, and therefore characterizes those beats for you is is what makes you unique what makes you kind of your own individual it is it is an interesting point is it is it is kind of it is kind of a, a funny thing too to note that that is you know those milestones are like universally accepted as as being something that everyone's going to have to do at some point in their life most people the majority mm -hmm. of people and the fact that you get to those points in different ways and in different in different uh in taking different paths that is that is very interesting because I, you know, I'd say for us, you know, yeah, again, having that kind of that same starting point and, you know, being in such different places now. And I, I don't know. I mean, you, you may, I mean, you have a pretty, a pretty concrete goal, I guess, of where you want to be. But for me, it's like, you mm -hmm. know, it's very different from what I thought it would have been even heck last year, probably two years ago. So, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, part of that is just, I think, because you're, you're still figuring out like what your horizon point is. And for me, like since, I don't know. I really since uh since the national championship for a debate, I pretty much like the vision that I have now is not exactly the same as the one that I had then, but that was a really that was probably the point where I really solidified the direction I want to go. It was after we got we got knocked out of that tournament, we were done and we knew that was going to be our last tournament ever. And I I was like sitting in the RV and I was just like I don't want to stop doing this. Like I love speech. I love debate. I love all this yeah. stuff. So 
I, how do I how do I pursue that in my regular life now? And that's what's led me to where I am now. Yeah, that's that is uh, that's awesome. I mean, the thing is too, like that that looks so different for some people. It's just interesting. That's the yeah. that's the path you chose. It's uh, absolutely. I'm still so upset we didn't break at that tournament. So close. But we did get what was it? What was that that stupid team that we kept from breaking? Oh, the f <laughs> the f they're such twerps. That that was the one consolation. We were the round that kept them from breaking. We prevented them. So from that advancing. made me happy. Oh, that was good. Good times. Good stuff. That was almost what? How long ago was that now? Four years? Five years? 2016? Something like that. It was a while ago, man. Ancient history. Yes, sir. Now the guys smoothly make an outro because they're the very best at what they do. All right, man. Whatever you say. Well, I'm going to let you go take a nap then. Uh, before you crash and burn, though, tell people where they can find you on the internet. Real James King. Look me up on Instagram and Snapchat. And James King... On all Nil's social media, we are at Zero Zero Podcast. Don't forget James King, official social media manager. <laughs> okay. Nil Podcast. I expect a bump in salary if I'm going to be the official social media manager. Dude, I'll multiply your salary by however much you want. What do you want? Times 10? Uh, times, times 20? Times 30? I think 10.2 10. would be fair. 10. Yeah, 10.2% raise? Yeah, yeah that's, that seems fair. 10.2 is good. Okay, you got it. Thanks, man. Done. Consider it done. Appreciate it. I don't see anything, I don't see anything in my bank account. <laughs> That's exactly how much you you get from that raise. I see a credit for zero dollars yeah. <laughs> and zero cents. <laughs> Do you know how hard it was to get your bank to put that in there? I apparently not very hard because it's only been about ten seconds since they, you said they I They kept it. telling me, "Sir, we we won't put that in the account. It's zero dollars." And I said, "Please, it's for the bit." If you want to find out what I'm doing, you can head on over to quintinirie.com. Quintin is Q U E N T I N. Don't be deceived by those people who misspell it rampantly. Irie is I-R-E-Y, quintinirie.com. You can see all the various projects I'm involved in and all my social media if you desire to uh, to find out what I'm doing over there. I try to be pretty regular, unlike James, official social media manager of Nil Podcast. Whatever. That's my response. <laughs> but you didn't see that coming, did you? So we'll be back next month. It's my topic. Yep. Is that right, James? Yes, it is. Okay. So I'll be back with something profound. Uh-huh. It'll be the first time be podcast. prepared for that. Next month. Not next week. Don't diss me, James. Like, I can't hear you. I can hear you. I'm wearing headphones. I, I thought I held the right phone far enough away. I hear you mumbling. We'll be back. Stay tuned for that. Check us out on social media. Big shout out to Franchise Fatigue Podcast. Check them out. They're on social media. They're wherever you get your podcasts. Some good movie news reviews. Actually, not really news. Just reviews. Just reviews. So, check it out. It's good stuff. We'll be back. In the meantime, good night, James, James L. Hamrick. This concludes our broadcast day. Good night, and God bless America.